Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro, and I'm glad you're joining me today. Today I want to talk about uh, tools. Uh, I posted a picture the other day of some uh, tool of a tool I was using in the garden, and uh, a lot of people hadn't heard of it, and uh, there seemed to be a lot of interest in it. And I thought, well, maybe there's some other tools uh, people just don't have that make garden easier, uh, gardening easier. So uh, I thought today we just talk about uh, 21 of those tools that do make gardening easier that uh, will come in really handy on your homestead. Some of these are just basic tools you should probably have. Um, most of them, I would say, you don't absolutely have to have to uh, homestead or garden or, or make a permaculture garden, but uh, they make it easier. And, of course, power tools even make it easier, but the hand tools are much cheaper and uh, much more uh, friendly on the wallet if you're looking for uh, something a little bit less expensive. Uh, so I have all these hand tools, and uh, I find them extremely helpful. Um, some of them I use way more than others. Uh, but, uh, again, all pretty helpful and no matter what you do in life, the proper tools can make a huge difference. And when you have those tools on hand before you need them, it can save you a lot of time and frustration, uh, for sure. So, uh, as Benjamin Franklin once, once said, the best investment is in the tools of one's own trade. And I couldn't agree with that more. If, if you're going to be doing a lot of gardening, you're going to be making a lifestyle of homesteading, perhaps pursuing permaculture. Having these tools on hand is definitely going to be uh, a bonus for you and make things a lot easier. And the first one I want to mention is actually the one I mentioned uh, in the picture I shared the other day. Uh, it's called a Hori Hori a weeding and digging knife. Now, a lot of people haven't heard of a Hori Hori knife. They're, they're pretty common. I mean, a lot of gardeners use them. Um, I think it originated in Japan. Uh, it's a really handy knife. And I really never knew what I was missing until I first used a Hori Hori knife in my garden. It's a, it's just a great tool. It's easy, uh, to use for uh, harvesting your vegetables. It's really good for weeding and it's even good for planting. It's got a, um, it's kind of has a little bit of a, uh, a curve to it. Uh, like a trowel to use in your garden so you can use it like that and it's got the measurements on it so you if you're looking to dig a hole so deep or whatever it, it has the measurements on you kind of push it down so far wiggle it um, so it's good for that and uh, say you want it for proceeding it's got a, uh, a serrated edge on one side of it because i find it really good if i'm like just uh, cutting back some stalks of something or uh, something light uh, in the garden, uh, like squash stalks or something. Uh, I plant my squash around my tomatoes, and I you can usually break those off, but sometimes when you do, you kind of jerk the plant, or sometimes you tear off some more that you want to tear off. You take a serrated blade, just just bump it, and it just saws that right off. You can get those big leaves out of your way, uh, so they're not shading out your tomatoes or whatever. Uh, I mean, I just find it so useful for things like that. Um, of course, weeding is great. You can get under the weed, just slice it straight up under the ground, under the weed, pop the weed up, pops it right out. It's great for, uh, harvesting root vegetables, uh, really getting under them, popping them up, 
because sometimes when you're going to pull them up, most of them will pull up pretty easy, but some of your uh, deeper root vegetables don't pull up quite as easy. You can get that knife. Um, the one I have is 12 inches long, so you can really slide it under there and give it a good pop and get those things up. So it, I just find it super helpful. I, I often have it with me when I'm in the garden. So it's just a really, really handy tool. So, uh, that's the first one I'll mention. A second one is one I don't use, but maybe a couple times a year. But when I do, I find it really, really helpful. And that's a broad fork. Um, it's a, it's a, like a big pitchfork, but you stand on it. You, it's got two handles and you push it right down on the ground. And uh, then you just lean back on the handles and you pop the ground up and it aerates the ground really well. Uh, if you're not into, if you're doing like a no-till, it's really great. If you've got an area, you just need to loosen the soil a bit, aerate the soil. Super great. Um, again, it's not your typical pitchfork. It's just used to loosen and aerate the soil. And what I like about it is it minimally disturbs the soil food web so you're not really you're not turning the soil you're not really breaking it up but you're aerating it um you're leaving that soil food web intact mostly you're not messing too much with your earthworms uh to keep everything intact but yet aerate and, and disturb that soil a little bit and i think it just does a lot to keep your soil healthy but yet usable you know that's the key i mean if it starts getting compact it's very hard to work with that's why people use a rototiller but a broad fork can do it and do a lot less damage to your soil. The next two I'll mention are loppers. Uh, loppers are what you use to cut tree limbs. Uh, they, they're the long handled loppers. Now I have a set that has these extended handles. Um, they are as short as 28 inches, but you can like turn them and then slide them out to 40 inches. And that gives you a lot of leverage and it helps you also get to the limbs you can't reach from the ground very easily. So, uh, I use it, especially in the spring. Uh, early, early spring, uh, late winter when I'm, uh, coppicing and, and pollarding my trees, I, I find it just super helpful to just get that pruning job done early, early spring, uh, get ready for the year. And I do use it throughout the year. I start getting a limb that's hanging down in my way or whatever. I go grab the loppers and we get rid of that thing. So loppers are very, very, uh, handy to have. And in the same note, uh, but smaller <laughs> pruners. Uh, it's another tool. It's probably the most used tool on my property. That and the Hori Hori knife are often with me when I'm in the, uh, the garden, uh, walking around the food forest or whatever. You got to have a really good set of pruners. And I like a good set. You can buy a really cheap set. And that's fine. You're just going to buy more of them. You're going to break the blades. I've literally snapped the blades right off of those things. Um, I like the ergonomic handles of the little bit more expensive ones and stuff. They're just a little bit better. They hold up a little bit better. And they're just always a tool that I have. Now, I have several pair of those. I If I don't have them on me, I have them close to where I'm working. I keep them kind of around. I have a pair in the greenhouse. I have a pair over by my barn, by where the garden's at. I have a pair on a table over uh, beside my house and like where I have my pear trees and stuff. I just have, I have three or four, I think I have four sets just kind of floating around the garden. And I kind of keep them in areas where I have some other tools. And if I don't have a set with me, I have a set closed. So they're really handy to have. Uh, now I mentioned the Hori Hori knife, and if you have one of those, you may not need this tool, but you know, this one has one is a one purpose tool and that's a hand trowel. You know, it's just great for planting, digging in, in a small garden, especially raised beds. Uh, the hand trowel is really handy. A Hori Hori knife can replace that. So it's not necessary to have a hand trowel if you have a Hori Hori knife, but, uh, nothing wrong with having them. I have both. I mean, I probably have a couple hand trowels floating around and they're just handy. You know, it's, it's just, if you're putting in your seedlings or you're uh, just you know uh, digging up some weeds or whatever 
they're handy to have. You, you kind of need one. Um, and they're a lot cheaper than a Hori Hori. I mean, you're half the price or less than a Hori Hori knife. So if you're just looking to save money, you don't want the Hori Hori knife, get you a hand trowel. Now, you can get you a, a brush clearing uh, sickle. Now, these are really handy. These are basically a knife that's got a curve to it. You've probably seen a sickle before. Um, and this one's a one-handed sickle. They got the big ones. We'll talk about that in a minute. But this one is just great for, like, if you're working um, in a small area where you just have some some tall weeds you want to chop. What I find it really good for is if you do um, cover cropping, on small garden beds if you're using it doing cover cropping for like raised bread beds or you say you have in-ground beds that are just smaller say a four by eight in-ground bed or whatever i do that i like to do four by eight in-ground beds in my larger garden and i do that uh, so i can have paths all around everything and i just make paths between them and at the centers and that way i don't you could do long rows but if you're doing smaller raised or smaller beds in the ground. These are great if you're doing cover crops. You can just go through, you can just slice your cover crops off at the ground, lay them down before they go to seed and let them do the thing they're going to do. So I find it really helpful for that. It's, it's kind of like a, a machete kind of, but you know, it's got the curve to it. So they're kind of like you kind of pull as you're coming in and bring those in. And it's just, I like, I like having one. And by the way, I'm going to have a blog post accompanying, accompanying this, uh, uh, podcast so you can go and, and look at all the links to these things and see pictures of them and know exactly what I'm talking about if you don't know what they look like so so you can uh, see what I'm, I mean when I'm saying these things um, but yeah that's a really really handy tool to have I find having a manure fork is another tool that you really need now a manure fork it has the the, the more slender it's more like a hay fork uh, a little bit more slender than a, uh, a digging fork which I'll talk about next but it, it's probably not it's not quite as lightweight as a as a hay fork. Now, a hay fork, I don't have on this list uh, because I feel like the manure fork does just as good a job for that. It's not that big of a difference. It's a little heavier duty. You can't grab quite as much with it. Uh, if you were doing really large hay work jobs with a fork, yeah, you might want a, a hay fork. But for just uh, the gardener, the, the homesteader that has a small uh, setup, Manure fork will do both. And it just, it's lightweight. It does a good job. I like it just for loading the wheelbarrow up with manure or compost uh, to get it over to the garden. It's just really nice. And again, I don't have the hay rake, so it works for that too. Now, the digging fork was the next fork I want to talk about. So you do need, I think you need one of these forks. Uh, if you have a broad fork, it's kind of like a broad fork in some ways, but a lot smaller. It has it, thicker forks for digging into the soil. Uh, or compacted manure and when you need a heavy duty pitchfork this is the tool you need uh if i'm if i was going to say i have the, uh, there's a pitchfork i have in my hand the most it's probably this one so if i had to get one or the other i'd get this one you could do the job uh of the manure fork with the digging fork it's just a little heavier and it's not quite as uh, widespread so you're getting a little bit less in your pickup but that you can't use the manure fork for digging in the ground like you can the digging fork and it's good for aerating soil if you don't have a or don't plan on getting a um, broad fork then get a digging fork and you can do the same job just in a smaller scale and it's a little harder because you don't have those two handles to kind of pull back on so you got to muscle it down a little bit better but it works and you can do it um, 
Next, I want to talk about a couple saws that I think are really handy for pruning. Now, I mentioned that you have the loppers, but the loppers don't work on really big uh, limbs. So you need a couple saws. Now, I like having a smaller hand saw that I can just kind of carry around with me uh, for lower hanging branches and things like that. So it's called a pruning saw. Uh, it's just really good for the job that's, again, too big for loppers, but you don't want to necessarily, you know, but you don't have to get up high in the tree or anything. You just need to be able to saw something off. I particularly like, now I live in the notes, this folding one. And it's really nice. It's got a handle and it folds up. Uh, it's the one I have. And I like it because you can just kind of, you can slide it if you got like some, I like to wear cargo shorts when I'm out there working. Got those nice big pockets on the sides. And you just fold it up and slide it down in that. And you can carry it around with you, which is really handy in the spring when you're going around doing your, uh, so I'll have my loppers, my pruners, and I'll have that saw down in my pocket. <laughs> and I'll just use all three as I'm walking around doing my pruning. And it works really, really good. Now, when you have to get the taller limbs, though, the next saw you might need is a pole pruning saw. And um, these are nice if you got to get way up there, you know, 20, 24 feet way up there to get um, those branches up high. If you keep your trees a little higher, I try to keep mine mostly a little shorter, under 15 feet usually. But, you know, if you got something up there, you got your fruit trees that are getting up there in height, you might need a bigger saw, a longer saw. And the pole pruning saw will do that. Um, again, it's uh, it's a lot. It's really no different than the hand pruning saw. But you just got a long pole attached to it, so you can get up there and do those jobs that, again, are too heavy for loppers. But, I mean, loppers are much quicker. If you can reach up there and, you know, get them with the loppers, that's nice. But uh, sometimes you have to do some sawing because you got bigger limbs, and these work great for that. Now, I mentioned earlier the hand sigh. Now, you might want a weed sigh. Now, these are quite a bit bigger. They are two-handed. They got the big blade. Uh, they look like. You know, you, you know, you, you can imagine the picture by me saying this before you ever go and look at what they look like. If you don't know what they look like, you've seen the Grim Reaper. He usually carries that one <laughs> pictures of the Grim Reaper carrying around that big old side. You know, that's what it is. It's kind of an evil looking tool. But if you're doing big jobs in a field, if you got a larger area of really tall weeds and you don't want to get out like a weed eater or whatever to do it, the weed scythe is what you want to use. It's a great tool. Um, and it's quick. Once you learn how to use one right, you can lay down some serious weeds, uh, hay. I mean, this is what, you know, before we ever had uh, power tools, this is what people use to clear, you know, to clear uh, their plants, the cover crops, the, the wheat, um, whatever, you know, tall plants that were growing like that. This is what you did. You walked through a field and you swung this thing back and forth, back and forth, and you laid them weeds down. And again, most, this is a tool that I do have one. It's more of a novelty. It just handed down to me. Um, but it's not something I use very often. I don't have tall weeds like that. I use the hand size for, for the, um, uh, small beds. It's not a tool unless you're growing a large area of cover crops or wheat or something like that, that you want to take down. Then it's, it's a great hand tool to have. So I'm going to put this on the list of one. You don't really have to have, Unless you have to have it, <laughs> you'll know what I mean by that. If you got a bit, if you got quite a bit of land and you're planting quite a bit of cover crop, this will make the job much easier. So uh, there's that. Now you need a wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow is another tool you have to have. Now you can get a single wheel wheelbarrow, and those are those are great. Um, I have one, but if you start getting a little older like I am, and you, you just you got a little more back issues and things like that. You might want a two-wheel wheelbarrow. They don't tip over as easy. Um, 
if you're if you're not as strong of a person there and you, but you want a wheelbarrow a two-wheel wheelbarrow is much better i mean it's just easier to uh to to walk around your yard without a tipping um i'm still pretty good with a single wheel wheelbarrow but the no doubt about it the two-wheeled wheelbarrow is is a improvement in the design that makes it a lot easier to wheel heavy loads around because if you've ever put a really heavy load in a wheelbarrow and a single wheeled wheelbarrow you will know that the uh, keeping it from like tipping over to the side is difficult if you're not really strong so um yeah the two wheel wheelbarrow definitely makes that a lot better to use another uh thing that makes getting things around the garden a lot easier is a garden cart now you've seen these little four-wheel carts it looks like a looks like a beefy old uh red wagon you know uh like the old school wagons um but it's beefier it's you know it's uh it'll hold a lot more weight they got the bigger garden tires on them and uh juggernaut carts uh, are pretty uh common uh as a brand i think that uh um, a lot of people have and they're really heavy duty built and just great if you're going to pull stuff around your garden you got nice paths that you use to get to your garden areas and stuff then getting these garden carts is really really handy um you can move a lot of stuff around your property tools plants soil like me if i'm planting trees and things man you could put a few trees in this thing um a pot of trees in it or plants or whatever and just pull them around your garden plop them where you want them have all your tools with you they're really handy um, it's just a nice nice tool to have now this might be one you may or may not want also that i'm going to mention next and that is a real lawnmower now this is the, uh, the ones you push that aren't powered it's a mechanical lawnmower um, this is the old school lawnmowers right now why do i mention that if you have a lawnmower or whatever well um, in a permaculture design like what I do, some of my paths are grass or clover, actually. Um, I put clover paths in a couple areas. And I made them, uh, you know, just wide enough to get a lawnmower through if I want. But I find this the real lawnmower is real handy. I can just roll through there. It seems to cut the grass in a more delicate way, but nice. Um, they spin, you know, and you don't have to break out the lawnmower. And with gas prices, who wants to... You know, the less gas we use, the better, right? Uh, they're great, and they'll last. If you take care of them, keep things oiled up where oil needs to go, and, and keep your blade sharp, they'll last you forever. And you can just really quickly run them down your, your clover paths or whatever. You can mow your whole yard with it if you wanted to. I've done that. It's not pleasant. <laughs> I will admit, it's a lot of work. It, it's on a hot day. You do not, you don't want to do that. It's hot. Um, but they're great for just buzzing through a path or whatever and just quickly cleaning off an area. If you want to just, uh, you know, do small areas, they're really, really great. So I like it for that. It's something you may or may not want to mess with. I find them handy and it's a hand tool that I use. So, and you know, they're about the same price as a power lawnmower as a gas operated lawnmower. They really are. Um, but you know, they work great. I like them. And, and the path is usually a little bit smaller on them. So if you got a smaller path, like the one I have, I think is 14 inches wide, which is great. It's perfect. Um, because you know, I got smaller paths, so I can just buzz right down through there. A lawnmower will fit through there barely on mine, but I'm bumping my borders and stuff. Like I got some wood and rock and stuff like that on the borders and I'm knocking them loose sometimes and popping them up with the wheels and this, I can just buzz right down the middle and keep it pretty clean. Um, another tool you really ought to have is a garden rake. These are the heavy duty, uh, tine rakes, um, for using in your garden. I, I find them great if I'm spreading out like soil amendments on my garden or, or man, you can even loosen your soil with them. Like 
in the early spring before you plant, you can just go through there and just rake your soil and uh, kind of loosen up your soil. Uh, I've used them for that, but really good. I mostly use it when I'm just spreading out my soil amendments and stuff. I'm going to dump some compost on there and I use that rake to kind of move it around the garden, digging in a little bit, kind of pop it in there a little bit and work it into the soil and does a great job. So I think it's just one of them tools. Probably every homesteader ought to have is a good garden rake. And I also think you need a yard rake. Yard rake is just like a leaf rake, just a, for raking leaves and grass and things like that. Up. Um, if you're going to gather up your cut grass or your leaves for your compost bin, it just, you need, you need one. It's just going to make your job a lot easier. Um, I like to just rake everything up in piles. Now I got, I like these ones and they're made a little cheaper, honestly. I mean, they're probably not, um, the ones I have are, I like them. And here's the reason I like them. Um, because they have the adjustable head on them. What do we mean? They flare out more or you can like pop this little thing up and pull them in. And actually I said, they're not a real heavy duty rake when they're made like that, but they, uh, you, I can bring it in tighter. Say if I'm raking up some heavier sticks or something, I can bring it in a little tighter, makes it a little bit more sturdy, or I can like flare it way out if I'm just raking leaves or grass or whatever and get a bigger area. So I like that adjustable um, uh, head on that rake, which is nice. Not necessarily any garden rake or any yard rake rather will work for whatever. Um, but I like that adjustableness in, in the one I have. It's really nice. Uh, now I want to mention some shovels. Four shovels I have that I think are really handy to have. Now, the first one's probably the least necessary one, and that's a scoop shovel. Now, this has got the big old shovel head on it. Uh, if you want to move things in bulk that aren't too heavy, that you can get in under real nice, like a really light, fluffy compost or something like that, then a scoop shovel is really nice. Um, I use mine a lot for that. It, it works really good. If you're going to shovel grain, uh, for animals, works great for that. If you're, if you need to move a lot of, a lot of grain, you know, if you're picking up and filling, like if you got cows or pigs or something, a scoop shovel is really nice to have. You can pick a lot of it up at once with the scoop shovel and it'll work into it really easy. Again, what you're shoveling has to be kind of light, uh, airy so you can get into it real easy. But, you know, there's really no substitute when you need a scoop shovel for a scoop shovel for moving a lot of things in bulk. A uh, shovel I think you have to have is a round point shovel, uh, just a round point digging shovel. Uh, when you got to dig dirt, this is the shovel you need. Uh, the point will help you cut into hard soil, um, and uh, it will save you a lot of frustration if you're using the wrong tool for the job. You need that point. You need something to stand on. You need something with some leverage, heavy duty. I like a round point shovel. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have it. I do a lot of, uh, digging around here and in the hard soil. And most of my soil ain't too hard, but this will get into anything I have for sure. I like having a square shovel. Now, this is a shovel I use a lot. It's kind of like the intermediate work. When, when there's a, where the soil's a little too heavy or what you're shoveling into is a little too heavy or, um, or a little bit too uh, not aerated enough where you can't get into it good, a square shovel is nice because it'll pick up a little bit more than a round point shovel, of course, and it it's heavier duty, you know, and it's lighter weight. It's heavier duty than a scoop shovel. doesn't pick up as much as a scoop shovel, but again, it's that, you know, it's that middle ground. Um, honestly, it's the shovel I probably use the most on my property when I'm not planting trees. If I'm just digging, uh, putting in a pathway or... I don't know. I use it a lot. It seems like it's the shovel I grab a lot for some jobs. You know, I'm putting in pavers or something. You can kind of square off an area where you can dig out the 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 um, the turf. 
to lay down some pavers or something in your grass, which I do a lot in my paths. It's nice for that. You just kind of square off, slide it under there, pick it up. I, I don't know. It's a shovel I use a lot. I, uh, I don't even, I can't even really tell you all the things I use for it. It's just a lot of landscaping type work. It's perfect for that. So it's what I use it for. Now, the garden spade is another shovel that I use quite a bit for digging trees. This is a, it's a lot like the, the pointed shovel, but it's got a, like a, a curved tip on it and it's longer. So if you're digging for, um, perennial plants that need to be dug a little deeper um trees i mean it's great for digging holes for trees um like i said if you need to get into a like a, a harder more compacted soil the pointed shovel's better but if you got a decent soft good healthy soil man the garden spade will dig it better and faster it'll pick up more and it just got that nice curve to the end of it so you can just go right in like i said it's a longer headed shovel for getting a little deeper it's great it, it works in good and, and compacted rocky or root filled soil it really does it'll chop roots it'll it does pretty good uh, i like you know i'll grab that and the pointed shovel a lot of times when i'm going out to dig a tree i'll have that spade in the, the shovel and i might use the pointed shovel to get that first initial you know chop in there or if i get something a little heavier duty down in there as i'm digging the hole i'll grab the pointed shovel but you can do it a lot quicker with the uh, garden spade it'll work it'll chop i mean sometimes it's the only shovel i grab but it'll work um, now the last thing I'm going to mention is something probably everybody has, but if I'm going to say there's a tool and this is going to sound silly, but if there's a tool I use more than any other tool on my property, I said probably the Hori Hori and, and the pruners, but I have those with me a lot, but there's a tool I always have with me, no matter where I go homestead or not. And that's my pocket knife, man. If you don't carry a pocket knife, man or woman, get a pocket knife. You need a pocket knife. If you're opening up a bag of something, you need a pocket knife. If you're cutting something small, you need a pocket knife. If you want to do like some uh, simple little pruning, a pocket knife will work. You want to take a cutting off of something and you don't have your pruners or whatever, you always have that in your pocket. It's just a tool I use a hundred times a day. Cutting a zip tie off something or, or a piece of string off something or cutting a piece of string for something or uh, it's just something I use constantly. I mean, I bet it's out of my pocket. I can't even count how many times a day that my pocket knife is out of my pocket being used. You got to have a pocket knife. And I just, I've lost my pocket knife a couple times and you can't go very long without getting another pocket knife. It will drive you insane. So maybe you say, Oh, I don't, I've never carried a pocket knife. Well, if you start carrying one, you'll probably never not want to carry one again. Cause you'll find yourself, you know, not having to walk in and get a pair of scissors or a knife out of the house or whatever. I mean, you're just, you always have it with you. Now I'm going to recommend that you get a, a pocket knife with a locking blade. Uh, I, I actually, the, pocket knife i'm carrying right now is actually a swiss army knife it's got a lot of different things in it and it doesn't have a locking blade but i will say that a locking blade is much safer um and if all you want is just a knife now mine's got little scissors in it and tweezers in it and got can openers in it. it's got all the stuff in it you don't need that at least have a knife and if you're going to get just a knife get a locking blade knife because they're just a lot safer you're not going to cut yourself as easily with a with a locking blade knife as you would as, as a closed blade, especially if you just don't know how to use one exactly right. So a nice locking blade pocket knife. Got to have it. Now, that is the last tool I'm going to mention because it's probably the tool I think everybody should be carrying all the time, whether you're a gardener or not. It's just something. I use it at work. I use it just out and about when I'm doing something or need to open up something or whatever. It's just it, my wife is constantly asking me for, hey, can I see your knife? Well, I mean, she needs a knife. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody needs a knife. You need to carry a knife. Um, but 
Yeah, it's a tool I think you should have. So there it is, 21 tools that, hand tools that I find they're they're common for the most part. Some of them maybe you've never heard of, don't have, but I find them making my gardening job a lot easier around here. Uh, whether I'm working in the food forest, whether I'm just working in the garden, um, doing odd jobs with the animals, whatever. Some of these tools are are great, and I think you just should have most of these tools. Maybe not all of them, depending on your situation, uh, your circumstances, but a few of these tools you should have. And you probably do have a few of these, I'm sure. But these are tools that I think are important and make your job so much easier and so much more pleasant. And believe me, with as much work as we have to do, anything we can get, especially when it's not that expensive, that will make the job a lot easier and will last for years and years, get it. You know, power tools break down. Power tools are or harder to make uh, maintenance hand tools. I mean, I've got hand tools that were my grandfather's hand tools. Um, if you take care of them, most of them will, will last, you know, decades. So they're, they're a good investment if you treat them right and you know how to use them and you don't abuse them, you know, and, and it's something you can hand down to your children in a lot of cases. So get some of these hand tools, uh, make your job easier for your sake. <laughs> it will definitely do, do you much better. So there it is, folks. That's what I have for you today. Uh, I hope that you found that helpful and maybe you got one or two ideas of some tools you might like to get, um, for your homestead to make your job a little easier. And until next week, uh, happy homesteading and God bless. Bye.